141 hash or select your options on the My MTN app to redeem your unique just for you package on Ghana's best mobile network. MTN. Hello, good afternoon and welcome to the Midday News. We're live on Joy, 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi on Love, 99.5 FM. Affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We are on A1 Radio in Bogatanga, Ganga FM in Jirapa, Radio Wa in Wa. We are on Kekeli Radio in Ho. We are live on X Spaces. We are on Facebook Live. We are on myjoyonline.com. The Midday News is proudly sponsored by Petrol Soul. Your clean full, always in full quantity. Petrol Soul is always a delightful experience and also brought to you by Duro Plus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HD pipes and water tank. We are the only water storage tank with a level indicator and where Duraplus goes water always flows this afternoon. That's why, that's why that's 3 billion. Uh, that's why I told you from the beginning. I said I don't know about that 3 billion. We cannot say your intervention saved 3 billion. That's, no, I said 3 billion. I'm not, I've told you that I'm not aware. Increasing calls for Office of the Special Prosecutor to investigate a 10-year questionable contract by Finance Minister worth over $100 million annually for a job already being done expertly by the National Petroleum Authority. So, so in a nutshell, we have to go. You want the OSP to get into this, right? No, no, of course. OSP will be, you know. You want to stay for details of that also coming up? It was based on this firm assurance that the IMF secured from the official creditor committee that it went ahead to schedule this new date. Based on what we have picked up, it is clear that Ghana would not get the IMF cash disbursement before the end of this year. And as the IMF reschedules a crucial meeting for decision on the disbursement of $600 million second tranche of Ghana's bailout funds, we find out why the country is struggling to meet the criteria set for the country to access the funds. In our district-level elections, monitoring also urgent EC caution to employers not to prevent workers, especially in urban areas, from voting in the crucial district elections with less than 24 hours away. I don't think that anybody will stop a voter from going to vote. But uh, if we have to go to work, Tell your employer uh-huh. that you are going to vote. No employer will stop you. Yes. Because that will be you. Mm. Nobody will do that. Details plus here from a local governance expert on why your vote is crucial. Those are the building blocks for our development. These are the people who are going to determine our development in the next four years. And communities earmarked for the start of lithium mining in the central region demand 3% earnings from the resource into its community development funds. If they can increase the 5% to 10%, then they can equally increase our 1% too, because the populations of the communities are growing in size. We have sports. We've got the details of the Champions League knockouts round pairings as Arsenal and Barcelona get tricky opponents. And much later. And the government will be upon his shoulder. I'll let you in on the thrilling performances from Joe Metal, Celestine Donko and others, all about our Joy FM Festival of Nine Lessons and Carols last night. Joy has been my joy and always, whenever there's a program, the joy goes to the peak. That and more in this afternoon's edition of the Midday News. I am MFA Apau. This is your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. Please do stay on for details.
Many thanks for your company. We're digging now in this afternoon their calls for the Office of the Special Prosecutor to investigate a 10-year questionable contract by Finance Minister worth over $100 million annually for a job already being done expertly by the National Petroleum Authority, the NPA. The contract was awarded to Strategic Mobilization Ghana Limited, SML, to monitor under-reporting, diversion and dilution of fuel products and general non-compliance in the petroleum industry, something the NPA was already doing. Here are excerpts of the investigative piece read to you by lead investigator Manasseh Azuri Awane. The company started operations in 2020. From the revenue figures we obtained from the GRE, the difference in the total revenue from the downstream petroleum sector between 2019 and 2020 is 800 million cities. If all the increment was attributed to the work of the company, it will still fall short of the 1 billion cities it claimed to have saved. In February 2023, SML Ghana Limited again claimed that it had saved 3 billion cities due to its operations. The company has admitted the services it listed on its website as curtailing irregularities in the sector did not exist and deleted them from the website. Even if SML was carrying out those services and all the incremental revenue within the period of its operations was credited to the company's efforts, the amount would be 2.4 billion cities and not 3 billion cities as it claimed to have saved. When we put these figures to the managing director, he made a shocking admission. Uh, that's why right, that's 3 billion, uh, uh, I'm not... That's why I told you from the beginning. I said I don't know about this 3 billion. We cannot say your intervention saved 3 billion. That's, no, I said 3 billion. I'm not, if I, I've told you that I'm not aware. Because when we were told about the publication, we even called it. As we speak this morning, it's still on your website. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, in fact, to be honest, me, I don't even know uh, website matter. Despite evidence, that SML Ghana lied about the services it renders to the state and the amount of money it claimed to have saved, the finance minister, Ken Ofriata, this year decided that the company's contract should be expanded to cover the gold mining sector and the upstream petroleum production sector in Ghana. Potentially, and I use potentially advisedly, we consider it duplicitous. However, we have agreed that we want to meet with them and understand the real rationale for which they also want to do an automatic tank gauging system. It doesn't matter if their automatic tank gauging system is supposed to gauge the tanks at the depots, whilst our system gauges um, the tanks at the filling stations. Well, so the full investigative piece will air on the Joy News channel this evening, also on all our social media platforms. But already there are reactions to this. And the executive director of Energy Think Tank, Africa Center for Energy Policy, Asa Ben Boache, wants urgent investigations into this expose. Yeah, well, I think, you know, somehow official complicity has been investigated. I don't know who will be interested. Um, special prosecutor, the president himself, I want to set up a committee that is the representative enough was supposed to buy the academic uh, you know involved to look at how the decisions are made and perhaps extend it broadly to some of the energy sector problems uh, that we have, which 
So, so, so in a nutshell, we have to go. You want the OSP to get into this, right? No, no, of course. OSP will be, uh, you know, an avenue. But I'm saying that it is at the discretion of the president also to want to show interest in investigating some of these uh, matters. You want to stay with us throughout this whole investigative piece. We're bringing you reactions, uh, plus um, all that you need to know when it comes to this particular expose put together by the Fourth Estate and read to you by Manasseh Azuriawini. Let me take you to Parliament now, where this afternoon President Akufado is offering a detailed explanation to Parliament on why he refused to sign some bills passed by Parliament to the House. Now, two amendments to the Criminal and Other Offences Act to abolish the death penalty and prescribe accusation of witchcraft sponsored by Madina MP Francis Xavier Susu and passed by the House in July have all hit a snag with the President explaining they offend the Constitution. Listen to the Speaker reading the communication from the President a while ago. In terms of the provision of prison facilities, feeding and health care for the persons convicted to save life sentences when the bills are assented to by the President. D. The introduction and subsequent passage of the bills as private members' bills do not comply with the requirements of subparagraphs Roman 2 and Roman 3, paragraph A of Article 108 of the Constitution. Following receipt of the Attorney General's advice, I requested a meeting with you, which we held eventually at my office on 28th November 2023. I followed up with a letter dated 28th November 2023, signifying my refusal to assent to the bills due to the constitutional issues related to Article 108 of the Constitution that 2016 at 921. Clause 2. Of Article 93 of the Constitution, vest legislative power in Parliament as follows. Subject to the provisions of this Constitution, the legislative power of Ghana shall be vested in Parliament and shall be exercised in accordance with the Constitution. At the onset, it is important to acknowledge that. Why the Constitution best legislative power in Parliament? Well, let's bring in Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Quick Questante. Well, just after reading that communication to Parliament, the Speaker had a reaction. Well, the Speaker of Parliament is clear in his mind that this position that has been taken by the President is unconstitutional. He says that the President is gravely wrong and that within the course of the week, he is going to come out but a statement of his own, professing his own understanding of the law. Tragically wrong. And I will submit in the form of a statement under Article 53 my position in this matter. And allow members of the House to make comments so that we can take a clear position, a position in this matter not been properly advised and the president has not been properly informed of the processes these bills have gone through so i will submit a detailed write-up on it this message and the contents 
are irregular, wrongful, and unconstitutional. Well, Kweku, going by the explanation that the president gave to parliament, it means that there are significant consequences for the anti-gay bill already, and there are concerns that have been raised on the floor. Tell us more. Yes, you would see some judge on the floor at the time this letter was being read, clearly signaling and knowing that the president will not sign that bill until if he comes to his desk some, some, somewhat in the future, if parliament passes that. The president has explained that if he commutes a death sentence to a life imprisonment, it is the state that will take care of this person in prison. And that imposes a charge on the consolidated fund. That is one of the reasons why he is not signing the death penalty abolishment law sponsored by private member Francis Dijas, UMP for Medina. But that is the same thing the anti-gay bill is doing. It is imposing up to three-year sentence on persons who engage in LGBTQ activity. The president says if he imposes a custodial sentence on such person and the state would have to take care of this person in prison, that bill cannot come from a private member. It must come from the executive or on behalf of the president. The president is cautioning parliament to consider this in any bill that they are currently consider, and that if they come to his desk with any private member's bill that imposes a charge on the consolidated fund, that sentences people to custodial sentences, he's not going to sign them into law. Well, still in parliament, though, President Okofado has been urging parliament not to overspend. He's been approving 92% of their budget. Yes, the Parliament of Ghana requested a little over 1 billion, close to 1.5 billion, but President Okofado has approved just 1.1 billion and 22,000 Ghana cities for Parliament to spend in 2024. The judiciary also has um, 883 million to spend in 2024. The Speaker of Parliament had some comments about this judiciary budget saying that it was not enough. It just represents about 80% of the request that was submitted by, by the judiciary. And, but just going on on the floor, a lot of MPs are agitated by the letter that was brought to the, the, the Speaker of Parliament about not signing the bills into law. In fact, it led to some clash between the majority leader and the Speaker who ordered the majority leader to take his seat. And it was clear, clear confusion in the House. In fact, the minority are trying to use some orders in the standing orders of the House to bring statements to the floor to debate this. And the Speaker of Parliament is still haggling to try and bring some conclusion to this. And the drama never ends in Parliament. You want to tune into our social media platforms for all the action on what's going on in Parliament currently as our Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Quick Question to report. But let me focus on the economy now and Ghana's quest to secure the $600 million from the IMF as part of his $3 billion bailout has suffered yet another setback. The board meeting which is to consider the second review under the fund program and the disbursement of the funds has been rescheduled from December 26th to January 11, 2024. Now, it is the fourth rescheduling of the second review. Joy Business Editor George Riafe has the details. This is the new date that the IMF has agreed to have a board meeting on Ghana. It is expected to consider the IMF report on the country's second program review and possible disbursement of some $600 million to the country. It is coming after the IMF was forced to reschedule this meeting on three occasions, that is from the middle of November this year to December 2023. The last date for this year was December 21, 2023. This was due to challenges in reaching a deal with China on the proposed restructuring of its debts. However, Joy Business understands that there has been some significant progress made just last week indicating that this time round they could reach a deal before this board meeting date. Joy Business is learning that what the IMF is looking for is not a finalized agreement on restructuring of Ghana's debt, 
but what some may call a letter of comfort that they are okay with the terms proposed and they are now open to negotiating with Ghana. It was based on this firm assurance that the IMF secured from the official creditor committee that it went ahead to schedule this new date. Based on what we have picked up, it is clear that Ghana would not get the IMF cash disbursement before the end of this year, but rather in 2024. Well, that's a Joy Business Editor, uh, George Riafe, uh, with that report. This is the fourth rescheduling. And a member of our research desk, Kofiuji Minta, has been following this particular issue closely, joins me in studio. Were we on the schedule in the first place? Well, however, we've been monitoring the executive board schedule for the month of December. And Ghana was not part of this schedule. So we're hoping the first schedule that we saw for the month of December was from 1st to 15th December. Mm. But if you look at this information that we are having, then it certainly means that from 15, um, you know, 16 to the end of December, we will not be able to make it onto the schedule. But what we do know is that there's a problem. And the problem is that we were making headway when uh, former finance minister of China was in place. That's Liu Kun. We had a lot of agreements with him. Things were really going on smoothly. And then they've changed their finance minister about two months ago. Okay. And everything seemed to be starting fresh again. Mm -hmm. So China currently is the missing piece at the negotiation table. And they are, you know, sort of making things a bit difficult for us to get that buying of all the other bilateral creditors. And the IMF they have a very simple message restructure get the financing assurances or no second tranche Kofi J uh, with our research desk there giving us all the details and you've been hearing uh, from joy business editor it looks like we have to now look all the way to january 11 2024 but let me bring you back home from china and chiefs of Ewoya and other communities where the country expects to begin lithium mining in the central region are demanding the payment of three percent of the earnings into a community development fund to improve their communities as well they also want government to scrap the idea of directing the proceeds into the consolidated fund before transferring to them. They've been speaking exclusively with the head of our energy desk here at Joy News, Samuel Kujobrace. Thank you. Why is she when you need to make an onion? Because we took five percent. Why the tenner? So if they are drafting an agreement, they should do it well. Because for the one percent, I haven't heard them increase it. Why haven't they increased it when that is coming to us? They should increase it. If they can increase the 5% to 10%, then they can equally increase our 1% too. Because the populations of the communities are growing in size. When I came here to school, this was a very small village. But today, look at how grown it is. Every community grows. So if the share of the communities is 1%, then government should have thought about us when it was planning. At least, if they take it to 4 or 3%, that would be fine. 4% and so this is the uh, chief of Krofu, Nana Kwansa II. Now the chief of Ewoya himself, Nana Imbrono Edu, is against the payment of the community development levy into the consolidated fund. I to know you ten percent, no, you know Remember the the full say you know one percent, no. Now make sure say only the seven. I think if government can agree with them on the current conditions for them to start the mining operations, it will be good. But for our 1%, we plead with government to increase it. Again, the consolidated fund, they want to put that 1% in. We, Nananum, disagree. We want that to be put into our own fund to be managed by us 
and the company for easy access to the revenues. Samuel Kujabri has returned from Ewea. He joins me in studio. Did you bring in lithium with you? <laughs> okay, so what did we find in these communities, Samuel? Well, I find on one hand enthusiasm for this operation to start because they believe that it will create jobs. I mean, some people have already been, been employed. But other people also, especially the people of Crawford, demand better engagement with the community. Especially the landowners say they have not spoken about how much you're, you're taking the lands for, how many years are, are you taking our lands, and the processes involved in terms of when the mine is over, how the land will revert back to the owner. So mm. there is much of engagement to be done. Again, I went to the the, the site okay. where the drilling is happening, and I saw a company called Geodrill, and Geodrill is involved in mining for these mining companies. So it, it, it tells of the work that is going, and, and it erases partly the fears of illegal mining because when geodrill is involved then of course you expect that proper processes will be followed but these are early days yet okay. so in the coming days we'll still be going there to check on what will be happening at the site can't wait for your full report um, on what you found in the way that's um joy energy desk um, head um someone could you brace they're taking us on a quick break here on the midday news live on joy 99.7 fm here in a crying kumasi we're on love 99.5 fm affiliates across ghana's 16 regions we are proudly sponsored by petrol soul your clean fall in full quantity petrol soul is always a delightful experience also brought to you by Duroplast Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tank. We are the only water storage tank with a level indicator and where Duroplast goes, water flows. We've been focusing on that 10-year questionable contract by Finance Minister Ken Oferieta, worth over $100 million annually for a job already being done expertly by the National Petroleum Authority. We've been hearing from experts who are calling on the special prosecutor to take up the matter. We return from the break with sports and i'll take you in on the thrilling performances from joe metal celestine donko and others at the joy fm festival of nine lessons and carols last night joy has been my joy and always whenever there's a program that joy goes to the peak When budgets are tight and money difficult to come by, you want to be sure you get the best value for your money. These are not times to be spending money fixing expensive engine problems because of cheap fuel and lubricants. Drive to a petrol source station today and buy your quality fuel and lubricants and rest assured of fuel that lasts long and lubricants that prevent expensive engine problems. Hear the sound. <laughs> petrol source. Clean fuel in full quantity. It is your time to vote for your assembly members and unit committee members. So get involved and vote. Citizens of Ghana, this is an urgent call from the National Commission for Civic Education, NCCE. District-level election is here again. This year's election will take place on the 19th of December, 2023. Every four years, Ghanaians are enjoined to elect citizens to serve as assembly and unit committee members to help facilitate the development of your community and the district. The time to exercise that civic duty is now. On Tuesday, December 19th, 2023, visit your voting center between 7 a.m. and 5 p.m. with your valid voter's ID card and cast your vote to elect your preferred candidate. Remember, democracy begins at the local governance level. Your vote counts. Vote for development change agents. Vote for Ghana. 
A message from the National Commission for Civic Education, NCCE. Thanks for staying with us on the Midday News. Time for sports. Mubarak, yep, what do we MFI, have? Yes, and uh, the draw for the last 16 pairings of this season's Champions League is done. Holders Manchester City, they face Copenhagen, while Arsenal are set to clash with Porto. Elsewhere, Real Madrid will take on RB Leipzig. Barcelona play Napoli, and Bayern will square off against Lazio. Now, the matches will be played in February 2024. And before I go, Senna Adbeko missed out on a world title after losing to David Morel for the WBA super middleweight belt he suffered a second round knockout mfa can you hmm. imagine sorry sorry about that well <laughs> Not, thank yeah. you very much mubarak um, i'm sure you're getting ready to vote tomorrow uh, for your district assembly and unit committee members i know you're ready but the electoral commission also says no employer should hinder their staff from participating in that election tomorrow emphasizing the importance of every citizen's right to vote we can hear from director of electoral services at the ec dr shribo quick was speaking on the probe last night i don't think that anybody will stop a voter from going to vote when it is time for national elections. So uh, and if we have to go to work, no, considering the work we yes, do exactly, and but all you, that. You tell your employer uh-huh. that you are going to vote. No employer will stop you. Yes. Because that's enfranchising you. Mm. Nobody will do that. So- well, the enthusiasm is building in some regions towards the process tomorrow in the Kejebizongo constituency in the OT region. Peter Seno interacted with some voters. I am going out with my old boy, that is my grandfather, to go out and vote massively for a change in my community. Tuesday. Are you interested in the assembly election? Please, yes. Because I'll be going there to vote for the assembly men or women. Just because of what they did for me. Especially, I'm selling. I'm a tea and your love seller. Before I was start, I requested a loan from them. And they said them themselves, they don't give loan. But they'll help me to where to get the loan and start the business. And truly too, they helped me and I got the loan and I started my business. So I appreciated that. And my colleague in the Ashanti region, Anabwachi Dankwa Yadom, has also filed this report. I think it's on the 19th of December. That's tomorrow. But then I'm not voting because... I might not get time, but then if I get the time to, I will vote. Well, I'm not going to assemble my baby because assemble man, me who had the baby. I will not vote for any assemblyman. I don't see the use. When they get their motorbikes, it's the small girls who sit on it. Now, in the northern region, uh, correspondent Martina Bugri also spoke to some um, electorates. This uh, assembly election, though, has not been given that kind of recognition, like as compared to other elections, because of the way and manner it is. If so, as many people today, they don't even know that there will be something happening on Tuesday. Well, my colleague Samuel Imbura is at the EC head office where press conference is currently underway. Imbura, what are we missing? Emma, so tomorrow, sixty-six thousand individuals will be vying for the assembly and unit committee role um, in the total level election. And this is a breakdown. We have 18,755 assembly member candidates, 47,502 unit committee members or candidates, bringing the total to 66,257 candidates. The electoral contest covers 6,215 electoral areas spread across the 260 metropolitan municipal and district assemblies. But uh, in Kwanzaa North and South, we don't have this exercise conducted because 
uh, they had their elections conducted in 2021 and their tenure in office hasn't expired. That's the explanation the member has given. Uh, she has also pointed out that the security measures have been concluded with the Ghana Police Service and over 116,000 officials from the EC have also been deployed. So in short, all is set for tomorrow's election and they are calling on everyone to come out and cast their ballot. And that's my colleague Samuel Mbura reporting live from the Electoral Commission's head office. Now we take you to an extraordinary setting where I miss the serene backdrop of a cemetery. Educators at Tanfiano DA Basic School contend not only with each other's voice but also with the regular grazing of sheep that mingles with the noise of passing cars and motorcycles. The pupils struggle to carve out moments to focus and learn in class due to their deplorable pavilion structure. Through it all, Tanfiano DA Basic School remains a beacon of hope a symbol of unwavering community spirit, Sairam Abla de Souza has this week's episode of Ghana Schools of Shame and is sandwiched between a cemetery and a ship pen. Nestled in the heart of Tanfiano, a serene village in the Nkranza North District of the Bono East region is the Tanfiano DA Basic School, a school with a unique set of challenges. It is the first school I have seen that serves as a burial ground and a sheep's pen. Yes, a cemetery and sheep pen sandwiched school, or describe it as between the final resting place of the departed and the bustling activity of a sheep pen. papa. <laughs> Say, you better never see You see, your We feel uncomfortable when learning. The bleeding from coats, conversations from passers by, and moving cars distract our lessons. We can barely hear our teachers when they teach. That's the situation in Tanfiano, the basic school.